are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. It's your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Friday edition of the show alongside my co-host, Gino Camilleri. It's episode five this week of five, downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles on any podcast platform. Five episodes a week downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to the show. It can be on whatever podcast platform that you use. It can be Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Radio.com, Stitcher, you name it, we are available on all platforms. So today what we're going to get into, you know, since the quarterback talk kind of got reignited, you guys heard me yesterday, kind of get into why history tells us not only that not only that the Eagles could take a quarterback, but they also should. And, you know, you saw the Jalen Hurts report last week by Chris Mortensen, and then you saw that the Eagles offensive coordinator and quarterback coach was at Trey Lance's Pro Day today. So quarterback talk kind of got reignited. So me and Gino are going to start our series on each quarterback prospect. Locked on Trey Lance starts today. We'll do locked on Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Jalen Hurts. All the possible quarterbacks that could be the Eagles guy in 2021 we're going to get into. And Gino, today we're going to start with the North Dakota State quarterback that had his pro day. But before we get into that, I want to thank our listeners because uh, Gino pointed out today on Twitter that we hit 1,000, 100,000 downloads this month in March already. And uh, Gino, that's a lot faster we've hit it this year as opposed to the past two years. We've been doing this show for three years now, and to see where it's gone, we can only really thank our listeners, and we just want to say how much we appreciate them. Hell yeah, it was over a month sooner than last year and two months sooner than the year before that. So hell yeah, thank all of you for downloading at any time, giving us a listen at any Mm -hmm. time, any rate that you've given us. Big media market and getting here from where we've been. It just shows that more and more people believe in what we're talking about and the people that were with us from the beginning have kind of been there too. So we thank everybody and can't wait to keep it going. I mean, we're not slowing down now, dude. This is like the most interesting (laughs) offseason we've had. So, I mean, there's tons of stuff for us to be continually analyzing for this mm-hmm. Eagles team, I mean, there was a report today that broke down the entire Eagles front office and how much of a disaster it was from Jeff yeah, McClain. that was a crazy and, story. <laughs> oh, my God. I None of it's surprising, though, you know. No, not one bit, but it was just – this is how I had to wake up on a Friday. I expected my day to go much better. And then, as, yeah, as an Eagles about fan, you should expect nothing less, you know, when oh. you wake up. So – but yeah, man, we we filled uh, some big shoes in 2018. Michael Kist and Ben Solak, I mean, you guys all know, they're killing it over at Bleeding Green Nation. And so we had big shoes to fill, and you guys have really embraced us taking over this podcast. And again, we just want to say how much we appreciate you guys over the last three years sticking by us, regardless of who you think the quarterback's going to be. And a lot of you guys disagree and want Jalen Hurts to be the guy in 2021. But Gino, I watched Trey Lance today during his pro day, and man, he was whipping it at North Dakota State. He is an exciting prospect that we're going to dive deep into today and it's kind of funny here we are talking once again about a North Dakota State quarterback time really is a flat circle but I want to say before we dive into his game I think some people are out on Trey Lance as opposed to other prospects or Jalen Hurts and a lot of it has to do with because he went to North Dakota State like to me that should have no impact on the Eagles evaluation of him like Carson Wentz did not fail 
with Philly last year because of where he went to school. In fact, he proved that playing at the FCS doesn't mean you can't thrive at the NFL level, which he has for the majority of his career. To me, Wentz did not discourage me from taking someone again, especially at this school. If anything, the Eagles messed him up, not North Dakota State. So I think it's more more so a funny story than anything else. Like, Trey Lance going to North Dakota State does not mean I still would not take him at number six overall or, you know, if you trade up for him. Yeah, when you get into scouting, one of the first things that they tell you is that you scout the player and not the jersey. And if you're going to do that and be out on a player because of the jersey that he wore, you're going to have a tough time finding good players. It's kind of like the Pac-12 thing, right? Do you know the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 is going to have some big-time draft picks. Penny Sewell is going to be a top-five draft pick. I I just hope everybody knows that. And he played in the Pac-12. I'm just putting it out there for people. So you just have to look at who the player is, regardless of the jersey that he wears, Lou. He will be now the third quarterback taken in the first five rounds of a draft in in the last five years, which will be the only school to have three taken in that time frame. Right, Easton Stick. Uh, yeah, Easton Stick as well. So you have quite the, I would say, history at that quarterback position in the last 10 years, and rightfully so. I mean, they've won the national championship nearly 100% of the time in the last decade. So they're continually putting out good talent. And to me, and I'm going to I'm gonna hold this, this stance down and this take down, that there are about – five to 10 FCS teams that are better than some of the lower level FBS teams. Right. And the only like reason I'm North Dakota's about, not there is because they, they'd rather be at the top of the FCS right. than at a low level in the FBS. Yeah. Like if you're looking at Vanderbilt, for example, right. I think North Dakota state gives them a run for their money. Give me North game. Dakota state over Rutgers any day of the week. <laughs> oh, 10 times out of 10. So, <laughs> right? yeah. and I mean, it's not even just Trey Lance. We're talking about, Another big-time prospect, uh, their offensive tackle, Dylan Randis, mm-hmm. he's going to be a top 64 pick in this class. He was at the Senior Bowl. They have a, a few prospects from the offensive line in the last couple of years. So you're going to continually get good talent that's coached well at the highest level of FCS. So don't let that sway you away from that and Chris Sims today who I think is ultimately out of his mind in his quarterback <laughs> takes the last couple of years certainly said different. that certainly different said that in no time did North Dakota State put Trey Lance in a situation where he was under any pressure and to that I take that and spin it and saying Trey Lance was so efficient in quarters one through three that quarter four wasn't even close. And what did Joe Douglas say when we talked about drafting Dallas Goddard and players at the FCS level? They have to dominate three out of every four plays. Trey Lance dominated every single time he was out on the field. And you knew he was the best quarterback in the FCS by a long stretch. And there's a reason that he was there. There's a reason he was recruited there. There was a reason he's a big-time prospect in this class. Mm -hmm. There was a reason he only threw one interception in college because he's a good player. And ultimately, you have to see through what the jersey is, see through any narratives that you have. And I'll I'll say with the whole Josh Allen thing, you have to kind of just ignore the whole you can't teach accuracy because, hey, look at where he is now. So there are some things, especially in this class, All of these guys have huge traits that you look for at the quarterback position, and Trey Lance is one of the top four guys for a reason. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he's, I think right now, the consensus QB4, but I think he might have the most upside of any of these quarterbacks, and we're going to get into why coming up next. But, Gino, real quick, too, on this whole North Dakota State thing and the FCS, I mean, look, we I mean, we saw what Kyle Duggar could do last year at Lenore Ryan, and, uh, you know, you look at uh, Jeremy Chin, who was, did he win Defensive Rookie of the Year? If not, he was a finalist. Um he was I at a smaller think, school. Yeah, I don't think he I won. I think it. he might have. I'm not. Let's maybe, maybe he did. If not, he was one of the best rookies in the game last year, and that's a small school player. We saw Carson Wentz, and you know, it's just no, it's Chase Young. I mean, okay, Chase Young. So to me, that where he went to school, you know, again, I get Carson Wentz went there, but it really has no impact on who he is as a player. Trey Lance. I heard Daniel Jeremiah talk about it today at his pro day. Trey Lance was recruited by Pac-12 teams, schools, Big Ten, to play safety or linebacker. He is a FBS-level athlete, which is incredible, but he wanted to play quarterback, trusted his abilities at the position, so that's why he went to North Dakota State, and now, because of it, he's going to be a top-ten pick, and he bet on himself, and there is a lot to like about this kid's game, and I can call him a kid. Normally, Gino, I was born in 1997. I'm only 23. I get made fun of when I call people kids. This guy's younger than my youngest brother, who was born in 1999. Trey Lance is a baby right now at age 20. He is that clay that you can mold into what you want him to be. There's a lot to like. And there are some things, though, to develop as well. We're going to get into that on a jam-packed edition of Locked On Eagles. It's Locked On North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, today's show is also sponsored by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar flavor is the best. There are a ton of them. It's time for Built Bar Madness. Head over to the website, BuiltBar.com, and vote on your favorite flavor. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to receive a 20% off discount on your next purchase. Today's matchup in Built Bar Madness is Churro Puff against Cookies and Cream. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Once again, use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles. We are locked on North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance as we start this series which we're going to do all next week, Gino. We're going to be locked on Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Jalen Hurts, all the potential options for the Eagles starting quarterback in 2021. And, you know, in segment one, we kind of talked about why we don't think Trey Lance going to North Dakota State has any barring on how you evaluate him as a prospect and his chances of going to the Eagles. I don't think, you know, I think some people say they would not take another guy from this school because of Carson Wentz. I actually think the opposite. I think it would encourage them to try once again, I think teams that are, again, he, I think Zach Wilson's going to go ahead of him. I think Justin Fields will too. But I think teams that are in on ceiling and not floor, like envisioning what a player can be versus what he currently is, 
are going to love Trey Lance. Like, yeah, he's only played in 17 games right now, and he's just 20 years old. So there's some more development there compared to others. But again, I think the upside is through the roof, and it's higher than any of these other prospects. And you guys know I'm an upside guy to a fault. Like, this... I mean, at 19 years old, you know, he had 42 touchdowns total and no interceptions. There's just so much to work with. That's the thing. You have to go for that type of quarterback these days. And having that ceiling, which you and I look at Jalen Hurts and ultimately we believe he has, is because we've seen so much tape on him. We know what his traits are, so you have a ceiling. Trey Lance only has around 300 attempts. In college. That's the thing. Sometimes that offense didn't even unleash him. They ran it so much. And that's the thing. You're not just getting a prolific passer and somebody you can develop with all of those traits and who has a 72% adjusted completion percentage, which Mm -hmm. I'll take any day of the week in the NFL, who is 6'4", 224 pounds, Mm -hmm. has a little bit of a small hand, his wingspan is through a roof, his arm strength is banana land. You could hear the ball whistling through the television today at his mm-hmm. pro day. I mean, to hear it live when you're down on the field, like when I was at CGS, hearing some of those guys throw it and hearing that whistle when you're right next to it is crazy. But being able to hear it from a boom mic that's outside, basically at the top of the stadium, is just bananas. So to me, you take a chance on that guy because of his arm strength, but at the same time, you have a guy who rushed for nearly 15 touchdowns in his career. Mm -hmm. That's another element that you can completely take advantage of, and he's still young. He could still be molded and sit behind Jalen Hurts for a year at least. To me, it's one of those picks you just look at, and the sky is the limit, especially because you see the program that he comes from. You've seen the success. You have a quarterback that came from that system. And I thought Daniel Jeremiah made a great point today that he said when you look at the main difference between Carson and Trey Lance, Trey Lance and Carson both have great arm strength, if not elite arm strength. I mean, Mm -hmm. they could both toss it 70 yards on a dime. On any platform, too, like running across their body. Yeah. But the one thing that Trey Lance, just looking at his numbers alone, you could see, and then when you go look at the tape, you see it as well, the Mm decision-making. In college, Carson Wentz threw 14 interceptions to 42 touchdowns. We saw what he did the last couple years, and even from his rookie year, he wasn't shy to make crazy decisions. The thing with Trey Lance is he's so efficient when he moves the ball that you don't have to have tons of reps and get the game down to the wire when you're blowing teams out of the water because you just score on every touchdown in the first few possessions of the game and not starting fast for many years under Carson Wentz. I want to be a team that starts fast. I want to be a team that averages 14 to 17 points in the first quarter. And I believe a guy like Lance, you could do that running the ball with him. I mean, that only opens up the game, game for Miles Sanders. If you have to play 11 on 11 all the time, and then down the field, they have to take a guy out of coverage to account for your running for your quarterback who's running all over the field. That's the exact type of football you want to play. 11 on 11, especially in today's age when there's so many athletes, that's what you have to look at and want to be on offense. And I just see it with Lance, man. You saw it in his tape. Go yeah. watch his tape. It's unbelievable. It's incredible, I mean, even man. at I, that level, he just dominates. Yeah. I just don't know how, if you're Howie Roseman – 
and the scouts and Jeffrey Lurie, and you're watching, it's not just Trey Lance, but Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, it just the upside is, it's not even close compared mm-hmm. to Jalen Hurts. And you look at why I think the Eagles would be interested in Trey Lance. They liked, go back to 2016, yeah, they didn't trade up to the number one overall pick, so the Rams had their pick of the litter. But if the Eagles had the number one pick, Gino, they were trading up for Carson Wentz. They liked the upside of Carson over the safety of Jared Goff. So that's why I think they'd be interested in Trey Lance, and it's why it's still hard for me to believe that they're all in on Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts, to me, represents that Jared Goff, safe type of player that you know you can win at a certain level with, but the ceiling is capped at least compared to Trey Lance. I love that you kind of, you've mentioned two players that Lance reminds me a lot of when it comes to his just pure arm talent. I think he has the strongest arm in the draft and also his running style. Like he screams Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, and his running style is a lot like Cam Newton. I mean, he's going to run mm-hmm. you over. Even he a little more... Lamar Jackson, man. Like, yeah. he's a physical type runner. So you look at, sure. like, Justin Fields. He's mostly speed when it comes to rushing. Jalen Hurts is more of the smooth, quick twitch. Somebody like Russell Wilson. Trey Lance is kind of a combo of speed, power. Mm-hmm. Like, he runs like Josh Allen. But, yeah, he's got some quick twitch in him as well. That that's somebody. I mean, look, I, I want him to slide more. He broke more tackles than any of these mobile quarterbacks, and it's not even close. Like I, I was watching the national championship from 2019, and he mm-hmm. literally carried the entire defense like 10 yards down the field, <laughs> like getting the first down. But man, sometimes when you're that big, you just want you don't know when to go down. And so I want that part of his game a little bit more controlled. But he is such a fun prospect to watch. Again, I think the strongest arm in the draft. And as you mentioned, you know, 13 rushing touchdowns in 2019 and North Dakota State ran him a lot in that national title. He had 30 carries. So Again, he's got to learn how to slide, and there's some more work with him than these other prospects, but just the physical tools you get. Again, it's somebody that right now isn't a finished product, but if you believe in your development and your coaches and you believe in turning a guy into a star, Trey Lance has that ability. And, I, you know, Gino, I like the mental clock, too. I mean, I think he processes mm-hmm. things really fast. I think he, unlike Fields, sometimes throws better with anticipation and going through reads, so... Man, there is there is a lot to like about his game, and you saw it at the pro day today. The I, I want to I wish they had like a, a gun to see how fast that ball was coming out of his hands. Like he's got a whip. Yeah, man, it is really crazy how fast he can just throw that ball. And I I thought not even the ones when he was tossing it downfield. Like some of the just the seam routes. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it. I'm like I could see him making this play to Dallas Goddard time and time again. Sure, like, just that where you go seven yards out hooked back to the seam on a nice little Texas route from the tight end position, and you just have Dallas Goddard go for all that yak, and he just zips it in there. He's one of those guys that can compensate a little bit for some of the times you're off-platform with his arm strength, which can get you into good positions, and he doesn't make a lot of stupid decisions, which is the exact type of formula you want with one of these guys, you know? Like with Pat Mahomes, he's most efficient when he can use his skill set and he's so much more instinctually better than everybody else on the field. And that's where you hope he can evolve to. And you just look at the numbers, look at his tape. He has that decision-making in him. There's definitely some accuracy issues down the field, but you can learn to grow with that. And once you learn to grow with your receivers and have NFL-type receivers, there was a play today that the tight end, uh, he couldn't. He got his hands on it, but he couldn't make the play. And Daniel Jeremiah said, it's a great throw. You just got to get, you got to make right. the catch. So there's times that being at the next level are going to help him out a ton. 
And he's just a guy, Lou, that I, I don't know what the ceiling is. And that's why I'm like, man, you, how often are you going to get this chance picking at six to get a guy like that? Nope, like, it doesn't come around often, Andy, man. There was a reason Andy Reid traded up to get Pat Mahomes. There's mm-hmm. a reason Buffalo did what they did to get Josh Allen. Guys like that with that arm strength, even if you see accuracy issues, it tends to overpower, like you said, those safe type of quarterbacks, Lou. And the one thing in that article that McLean put out today that I really took a lot from and was arguably the only positive was when the Eagles beat Green Bay in 2019, right? Yeah. And Jeffrey Lurie, he was kind of standoffish after that game, but it was a big win. And he it comes out that he was mad that they ran the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. And to me, like you're saying, it's like, with Jalen Hurts, man, like you have to compensate his skill set and run him more. That's the thing. With I can't Trey, imagine Jeffrey Lurie's okay with no. being a Baltimore offense. I mean, he was no, mad when not, they put up 34 at Lambeau. That, we've seen it. He's not like that. He didn't no. want to draft Jared Goff. He never right. liked the Sam Bradford decision. He got the nope. guy out of there who brought Sam Bradford in. They traded Sam Bradford out of there. He willingly moved up twice to get Carson Wentz, paid for Carson Wentz. You're at six. Your offensive coordinator is standing three feet behind Trey Lance. Don't try to big-time any of us. If the Eagles don't have interest at a quarterback in six, you do not know this franchise, and you do not know Jeffrey Lurie. I mean, just look at their track record. But, Gino, I like that you mentioned Shane Steichen being behind Trey Lance, an offensive coordinator that developed a very similar style of player last year in Justin Herbert. And so... It just it no. makes too much sense. It makes way too much sense. They're interested, if you look just at their history, if you look at what Jalen Hurts was supposed to be coming in and what Jeffrey Lurie wants to be, it's hard to think that this team isn't going to evaluate these players and say, no, we're not interested in that. Like It goes against everything this organization stands on and believes about the quarterback position and how to be a championship team. 100%, man. I mean, you take chances. You just traded that guy away. For a guy that you picked at 53, if you thought Jalen Hurts was the guy, you pick him in the first round. Right. I, I mean, there's no arguing that. Look at look at Denver right now with Drew Locke. I mean, is he locked in to be the guy? No. There's, there's talks that they want to move up in this draft to get a quarterback. So be, picking a guy in the second round, it doesn't always work out. Picking a guy with elite traits that has unbelievable arm strength – Unbelievable decision making. Even, I mean, he improved his throwing motion from this season to today. You saw how quick he got the ball out. Yeah, very Mm -hmm. much so. If he's willing to learn that quickly, you have to take a chance on him. And that's Jeffrey Lurie's MO, man. I mean, he still has that infatuation with Andy Reid and Andy Reid's thinking, so why wouldn't he follow the same type of formula? I mean, that's who Jeffrey Lurie is. He wants a big-armed guy. He wants to throw the ball down the field. If you're going to build around a quarterback, build around one that you don't have to hide his lack of arm talent with his athletic ability. Allow his arm talent to only bring out his rushing ability. So when you have to defend the ball 60 yards down the field because you have a guy who could throw it that deep in Trey Lance, but at the same time, if you lose track of him, he could break 30 yards down the field in the blink of an eye. Jalen Hurts, I feel like you have to run him to open up the pass game, much like you said, Lou, like Baltimore. That's how they run it. They mm-hmm. they run to open up the pass. No, you got to pass to open up the run in this league. 
Well, and the thing, you know, look, I think early on in Trey Lance's career in the NFL, they might be running a similar offense to something like Baltimore or what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts last year because Trey Lance is very comfortable running the football. And while he develops the other parts of his game, maybe you start there, but you know eventually they're going to move off that quick with the arm talent of Trey Lance. Like he's going to be a high volume passing quarterback in the NFL. Will that ever be the case with Jalen Hurts? Like, can you ever drop him back 35, 40 times a game and expect him to consistently win you football games in that way. I'm not so sure. It's even kind of like Baltimore. Baltimore runs that style. But I think if they wanted to be more like the Arizona Cardinals or the Buffalo Bills or the 2017 Eagles and throw the ball at will, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. could do that. I think Trey Lance can will be able to do that eventually when he develops. Jalen Hurts, I just don't know if he'll ever be able to get to that level. And it's, again, why I just think this team, I don't buy that this team is not interested in Trey Lance and these prospects. With Lance, however, there are some things that he does need to develop more than I think the other prospects Mm -hmm. in this draft. And I want to get into that coming up next with you, coming up right here on Locked on Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and to maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers while rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. It's a family business that's been serving auto part customers online now for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Make sure you write down Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, welcome back into Locked On Eagles. We are locked on North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance, who has, you know, just incredible potential, the physical gifts of somebody like Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, mobility, size, physicality, the strongest arm in this draft class, I think, Gino, and, you know, again, good mental clock, processing, decision-making. There's a lot to like about this 20-year-old's game. However, I do think there's more areas for him to develop than others. I think the one thing, and you mentioned it in segment two, is accuracy. So, according to Pro Football Focus's ball location charting, based on the highest percentage of accurate targets on throws of five-plus yards, you had, like, Justin Fields was fourth at 62%, Mac Jones at five, 62%, Trevor Lawrence, 13 at 54. You know, Zach Wilson was 25th at 51. You look at Trey Lance, it was at 40%, which was tied for 115th. I think accuracy... Was that just for 2020 or 2019? Or uh, that whole was for game? since 2019. So, oh, okay. So they got yeah, the big it's, Yeah, there. it's not just the one game. Um, and I think that is the one issue. I think there is a lot to work with there. I think you've seen the accuracy at times be really on. But I do think, like, you look at down the field when he's throwing deep... Sometimes he struggles with kind of what Josh Allen struggled with his first two years in the NFL. He struggles with that balance, finding that perfect ratio of power to touch. When you have a whip like that, sometimes you just got to rein it in a little bit. And I think what sometimes when you look at the tape, Trey Lance, the ball got a little bit ahead of him too much and he, he would overthrow sometimes. So just finding that balance of touch and power is where I think he needs to, I think that's where he'll find more accuracy down the field. Yeah, he averaged 2.92 seconds to throw, so mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with that throwing motion as well, which leads yeah. to the accuracy. So when, But like you said, I mean, though, it did look tighter at the pro day. 
Yeah, no, I mean, and that's what you wanted to see. And mm-hmm. a lot of people were encouraged by that today, that he was able to rein it in a little bit, kept the ball high, got it out quick. Yep. Yeah, there were a lot of times, Lou, that he ended up getting himself in trouble because he, hold, he held on to it for about – Point three seconds too long, which in the NFL and at any level of college above FCS or even FCS, you have to get the ball out quick and you have to do it within those milliseconds. That's what right. it comes down to, especially at the QB position where you see some of the best. Look at Tom Brady's throwing motion, dude. It just the flick of the wrist, flick of the wrist, flick of the wrist. Same mm-hmm. one of the best throwers we've ever seen in Philly, Mike Vick. Just that flick of the wrist. Yep. How quickly Effort can you bust. get it out? Especially with that arm talent, Lou, because when you can hone that in, it, it just creates wonders. And it'll help when you have NFL-type receivers. It'll help when you have NFL-type coaching. But at the same time, Lou, it was very encouraging today to yeah. see him change that throwing motion in just a few short months and only playing one game. So he really has hunkered down and said, okay, I'm not going to be able to play but let me make the best of this situation mm-hmm. and hone in my footwork, hone in my ball placement, hone in where I hold it, hold in my throw in motion. It, that was encouraging to see today. But at the same time, you have to see that when it comes to the next level. But I'm willing to take that risk because of that arm talent, Lou. I mean, his deep passing grade, Lou, according to Pro Football Focus, was a 93. Mm-hmm. His intermediate grade was a 77.6. If you could fix that intermediate stuff, the deep ball will take care of itself. That arm will take care of itself, man. You drafted Jalen Rager last year for a reason. You have Quez Watkins. You have John Hightower. Those guys excel down the field. Get somebody that can do exactly that and fix the intermediate stuff. I feel like the intermediate stuff, especially when you have good arm talent and you're a smarter player only having one interception, you could fix that. I truly believe he could fix that, I and agree. it was, and it was encouraging to say, to see that today. And I felt on a lot of those curl throws today. He was just getting it out quick, getting that ball out more on an anticipation type throw. But it was in shorts, so we'll take it as it is. Was encouraging, but at the same time, you take risks on things like that. And I'm glad that a couple of minutes ago you mentioned Arizona Lou, because they've been in a situation like this before with Josh Rosen picking him at ten. They said, okay, he's a safe quarterback. They changed their coaching staff, right? Are we in a similar situation? And they said, no, we have a chance to draft Kyler Murray, who's a much better thrower of the football, and they trade Josh Rosen out of town. So, hey, it could happen again, especially for an Eagles team that already got rid of that quarterback. They don't have, they don't have any tie to Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think they're bonded – to the to the hand like Howie Roseman said about Carson Wentz, you take a shot on a guy like Trey Lance, and especially if he's there at six, man. But if you think he's your guy, trade up a few spots even to get him. So we'll see what happens. But I, I firmly believe he's still the I would say three B of the group. I would put sure. him like right on par with probably Zach Wilson. Like they're right there. It's just what you prefer in a quarterback. I wouldn't bat an eye if they, you know, if the Jets took Trey Lance over. You could, you could convince me that Trey Lance, you could talk me into taking him over Fields or Wilson. I I think the consensus right now was the other two because the other two also have crazy upside 
and maybe a higher floor, but I think Lance's ceiling is higher. And um, I think another thing with the accuracy, Gino, you look at footwork too. I think like Carson Wentz and like Josh Allen, when you have that kind of arm, sometimes the other things you can get lazy with a little bit. Like when you look at footwork, he likes to kind of just stick his feet in the ground and throw. There's not a lot of foot movement there. And I think that's kind of like Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen. I think you got to see sometimes when the feet, the hips, the arm, when they're not all in sync and you just rely on the arm, sometimes that's when the right. ball sails on you down the field. It's also sometimes when it dies a little bit. Mm-hmm. I kind of noticed him. Like, still doing that after his pro right, day, man. Exactly. Like It took him a full season and a half to figure that out. So he's going to get better at this stuff. And again, at the pro day, like you said, his throwing motion with just the arm already looked way tighter. And the good thing is, even on tape, with a little bit more of an elongated throwing motion, it, it at least was one fluid motion. Like, there were no weird mm-hmm. hitches to his... Like, I think Justin Fields has one weird little hitch on the back swing of his throw, or you look at, yep. like, Daniel Jones kind of has that, or Blake Bortles would always do this weird wrist thing before he popped the ball out, like, when it was, like, down Tim by his Tebow hip. Like the yeah, so it. some guys just have those weird hitches. So at least with Lance, even when it was a little bit longer, it was at least one smooth motion. And again, though, it did look way tighter today. Uh, Quincy Avery, his quarterback coach that he's been working with through the offseason has done a really good job of developing that side of his game yeah that's the thing i i just think development is huge and if you believe you can develop a guy and somebody with a high ceiling you take that chance man especially at this position this is you have to talk about the quarterback position at a completely different universe than every other position yep it's not even close (laughs) look at what patrick mahomes and dak prescott got paid there is no position that even halves the amount of what those guys got per season. I mean, defensive end might be close, but it's not really in the same stratosphere. So you have to look at this position, the investment that you want to make, and how much you're willing to put in. Do you ever think you're going to be at six again within the next couple years? Mm -hmm. If you do... You rarely are, man. You rarely rarely are. are. I mean, you could rattle off three, four wins down the stretch. Look at the Dream Team year. They were four and eight, and they win four useless games that got us nowhere, you know? So here we are again with a chance to completely turn the tides on this season and a lot of the future moving forward. You take a chance, man. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and know when to take a risk. This is one time that you have to take a risk. Gino, if you don't think I want Kyle Pitts or Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase, I mean, these talents are incredible. Of course, I want them on the Eagles. And of course, look, I wanted it to be fixing Carson Wentz and drafting one of those guys that Wentz has never been able to throw to before. That is what I wanted. But now, considering the circumstances and who you have at quarterback, as much as I want one of those players... I want one of these quarterbacks more. And so that's the thing. I wish I already had that player. I We had that player. And I wanted to take one of these receivers or, you know, weapons for them. But right now, considering the circumstance, I just don't think you can like Jalen Hurts. And I, I do, you know, believe it or not, I do like Jalen Hurts' game. But is he worth risking missing out on one of these prospects because no, you don't I'm not pick him top it. 10 not at all. and it's not no I think he could be a I think Jalen Hurts could be a good player I think he's somebody you could make the playoffs with and win 10 games every so often with you know Alex Smith is kind of like that and that style of player but you know you look at the Chiefs they had Alex Smith and they were winning 11 games and making it deep into the playoffs sometimes but they wanted more and they went with Patrick Mahomes and look how it panned out for them the Buffalo Bills who I cover here in western New York they had Tyrod Taylor they won 
nine games and made the playoffs. The next year, they said, that's not enough. We're going for the talent in Josh Allen. We're going for the ceiling. And you guys know, you've heard me to death say it, and Gino as well. That's what we want at quarterback. And I think Trey Lance really kind of is the perfect example of, he kind of represents what me and you want at this position. And I think what the NFL is moving towards and has been now for, you know, a long time. Yeah, no, not what it has been moving towards, what it is. I mean, we're reacting exactly. to this situation right now. Sure. Like, we, we are not in a great situation at this current point in time. We talk about drafting Trey Lance, but somebody might trade ahead of us and get him. So, mm-hmm. hey, it's never a surefire thing, but if you have a chance, I mean, don't you, you don't just sit there at the roulette table and you you lose, you bring 100 bucks, right? You got 20 bucks left in your pocket. You're just going to say, okay, maybe I'll take the $20 home. No, you put 20 on your number. Mm-hmm. If it hits, hey, you got a big winner. If not, you move on to the next one. And at the quarterback position, that's how you have to operate, man. It's it's not wait six, seven years to see if these guys develop. And Carson Wentz is as evident as ever in that. There's teams that take a risk on him that believe he could be a top quarterback, but Philadelphia believes they could get a better one. So I firmly believe you could take a quarterback without the shadow of a doubt at pick number six. And it could be Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Okay, so on Monday, we're going to do Mock Draft Monday, Episode 6, but then we will continue our Lockdown Quarterback Series. Coming up next, it will be Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. Then we'll get into BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, and then we'll wrap up the series with Jalen Hurts. Dive deep into every one of these quarterbacks, their game, their potential, because any of them could be the Eagles' starting quarterback in 2021. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast on any platform, five episodes a week, downloaded into your phone, and hit us up on Twitter. We're always talking birds after the show as well at Lockdown Birds at DBASI LOE at GC24 underscore football. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.